Buckle up, it's time for That's How I Roll with Jeremiah Isley, a podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. That's How I Roll is presented by Theology of Games. Visit theologyofgames.com for the latest in tabletop gaming, news, reviews, and interviews. And now, here's Jeremiah. Hey everyone, welcome once again to That's How I Roll. This is episode 65 and we're here in January of 2018. Welcome to the future everybody where we thought we'd have flying cars but instead we just have people eating laundry detergent. What are we going to do about it? Uh, <laughs> anyway, just want to give you a quick rundown of today's episode. It is jam-packed so we're going to try to get through it here as quickly and succinctly as possible. Uh, I've got a little bit of news for you, so we're going to do a quick news cycle for you. Uh, I'm also going to do a drive-by review of Photosynthesis from Blue Orange Games. Say Photosynthesis by Blue Orange Games fast like five times in a row. It's pretty hard. Anyway, (laughs) we've also got the Two Legit Questions segment coming up, and... We're going to jump on the feedback loop today, so buckle up, strap in, let's jump on this thing because it's time to get going. All right, so a couple things in the news segment for you today. Nothing huge, but, well, actually there is something huge. I just, I can't talk about it yet, and hopefully things kind of work out and come to fruition because if they do I've got such a big announcement that it's going to blow your mind it's already blowing mine and it hasn't actually happened yet so stick around for that but what I want to bring to you today is to make sure that you don't forget about the contest that we're running for a copy of Spoils of War from Arcane Wonders that's right Free to you, free of charge, and I'll mail it right to your doorstep or wherever you want it sent. I should probably restrict it to the U.S., but whatever. I'll pay for it to go overseas. So wherever you're listening from, Spoils of War, Liar's Dice with Set Collection. It's a great game. I really love it. It made my top 10 of last year. All you have to do to enter, this is all that I need you to do. I need you to go on the Twitter, use the Twitter machine, look up at Theology of Games. And tweet at me just the name of your favorite game and use the hashtag TOGROLL. So that's all you got to do. Just tweet at Theology of Games, your favorite game of 2017, what you think should be the top game, and use the hashtag TOGROLL and you are entered. That's all you got to do. We've got some people that have already entered. This contest closes on January 30th at 1159 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, at which point I will release a very short episode for uh, purposes of announcing who the winner is. So, so stay tuned for that and get your entry in and good luck. Whoa! Hey everyone, look! It's time for another drive-by review. Okay, it is time to do this drive-by review of photosynthesis. Now, unless you've been under a rock, you have heard about photosynthesis, not just from like high school biology or wherever you learn about photosynthesis. It's biology, right? Yeah. Um, (laughs) So photosynthesis came out at 
uh, not Origins, at Gen Con last year. It was a big hit there. It was kind of the darling of the show. Everywhere you went, you saw you saw this game on tables and on display. And that's that's because one thing, it's it's very recognizable even from a distance. It looks great. It's a great looking game. But it's also Guys, it's it's a game about growing trees, okay? Let me just give you the quick stats on it. It it does play 2 to 4 players. The box says it takes 45 to 60 minutes to play. I'm calling shenanigans on that one. I think it's a, it's actually a little shorter in my opinion. Um I've played it with two and three players and we've done it like 45 is probably the top and that's with like learning the game as well the box also says it's for ages eight and up and i would agree with that mechanically it's not very difficult it's not very cumbersome and uh young kids should have no problem playing this one so the gist of the game is you're trying to earn points to win the game and how you win the how you earn those points is by ending the life cycle of the tallest tree that you can possibly build, which is like there's three different sizes of trees. So you can use your turn to end the life cycle of a tree. You get to draw a point token from the pile of tokens that matches the space on the board that your tree was on. So there's on the outside of the board, there's only one leaf on these t- on those spaces, and then two and three as you get closer to the spaces in the center of the board. The board itself is just this hexagonal uh, pattern of spaces on the game board. And then there's this sun that you actually construct. It's like a a flat crescent shape that fits on this hexagonal pattern. And you use that to kind of indicate your rounds as you play the game. So it goes around the board in three different cycles throughout the game. So basically what you're going to end up doing is you have light points and you got a little player board that has uh, a, a point tracker for you and then you've got your own seeds, small trees, medium trees, and large trees. And then you spend those light points to plant seeds, then to grow those seeds into small trees, medium trees, large trees. Now you have to spend some of those points to buy those trees off of your board because you can't just use them straight from your board. You've got to kind of buy them and make them accessible that way and you also can't grow seeds or trees that are in the shade of other trees and this is where the the game is really kind of cool because it actually uh the the way the the board works with that sun that is laying around it you draw lines coming off of that in the direction that the sun would be facing and a small tree casts a shadow of one space medium two spaces and large three spaces so you've got this this revolving board that uh at some turns you can't do the things you want to do because you're in the shade uh so it's it's really interesting in that the way the mechanisms work because you really have to think ahead of a round or two ahead and try to get these planted in the right way so you're not putting shade on your own stuff but maybe you are trying to get throw shade on your opponents so that you slow them down so you, you can grow your tree faster and end its cycle and score the points and that's really how the game works that's i mean that's pretty much it you do that there's only three rounds which is my opinion is pretty short and then whoever has scored the most points by ending the life cycle of a large tree and, and drawing those tokens they're the winner. That's it. Here are my thoughts on this game. It's a beautiful game. Like I said, as I started to describe it, it's great. The components are beautiful. The trees 
are all different for each of the players. So each player has, you know, one's a set of conifer trees and maple trees and they're different colors and they just, they look really, really great. It's a gorgeous looking game. You can just set it up on a table somewhere and people will be like, oh wow, that's really amazing. So it's, it was not just well conceived, it's well produced, it's well manufactured. They really, really did a nice job with this one. In my opinion, the game is a little too short. There is a variant that you can play a fourth round, and I totally recommend that because points aren't easy to get. Uh, you can get jammed up really easy. Your, your light points, I should say, are not easy to get. So you can get jammed up very, very easy, and actually, by the time of that third round, really not have accomplished much. So I, I recommend play an extra round. It gives you just a little more breathing room to kind of pull off what might be kind of a little bit of a crazy strategy, but it lets you kind of be a little more creative with that without sort of getting analysis paralysis over, oh, okay, if I plant this here and then the sun's going to move and then, oh, no, that tree's going to be in my way. But if I grow my tree, then on the second round that comes up, there's just it's really easy for that analysis paralysis to come in so do yourself a favor it's an enjoyable game so just play it a little longer it's not going to overstay its welcome i promise you that it's it's an easy game to play it it plays very smoothly but go ahead and play that extra round in my opinion i think you will enjoy it much much more otherwise i think it's fun uh i think it's a fun family game the eight and up thing on the box is pretty accurate. You, you might be able to play a year or two younger than that, depending on if your kids are gamers. But uh, go ahead and, and get this one out with family, with casual gamers. It's an easy access game, in my opinion. You can really uh, teach it very quickly. There's not nothing cumbersome about the game design. It's, it's very elegant, and it doesn't bog down. So that's my opinion on this game. Give it a shot. Photosynthesis even if you just want it for the cool components so you can like make a diorama or something, go get this one. It's great, and it's from Blue Orange Games. Do you have a question for Jeremiah? A topic you'd like to hear him tackle? Just shoot him an email at theologyofgames at gmail.com or tweet at theologyofgames. Right, it's time for two legit questions and coming up after this we'll be jumping on the feedback loop to talk about the last time I asked legit questions but as you know this is the podcast about the games we play and the lives we live and so I was going to ask you as I always do a question about gaming and a question about life now I've recycled the question about gaming we have talked about this topic on board games FM which is our anchor station if you have the Anchor app, you can check us out there. Just search for Board Games FM, or if you just hit the little magnify search button and scroll down the gaming, we are one of the featured stations on Anchor. So you'll just see the little icon that says Board Games FM. Click on that and you'll find all of 
everything we've ever done there. It's, it's pretty cool. There's a lot of content there. Or if you're on iTunes or Google Play, just search for Board Games FM and you will find the podcast that publishes there every day. All right. So after saying all of that, we have talked about this over on Board Games FM, but, but we haven't brought this up here. And my question is, uh, card crafting, is it legit or is it a gimmick? So card crafting, think Mystic Veil. And of course, think Mystic or Mystic Heroes, Custom Heroes from AEG. Uh, Custom Heroes was my number three game of the year for last year. I love that game. It's so much fun. It's easy. It's fun. It's a, I, I, I enjoy the game a lot. So it's it has to do... Every, all these cards are in sleeves, and then there are overlays. These are these enhancements that enhance the cards. So you're crafting a card. You're, you're not just building a deck or something like that. You're actually crafting these cards and creating new things out of them, altering them in certain ways to make them more powerful or give them a special ability or to maybe even make them weaker in a way. We we talked at some length about if this is a gimmick, is this something that's just going to kind of go away or is this like a legit mechanic that we're going to see more and more of and people are kind of going to catch on to it. Uh, I think one of the drawbacks is, is that uh, manufacturing wise, it does, I would imagine it does logistically make it a little more difficult because you kind of have to make sure things line up and the you know the cuts work out and I, I can imagine that's kind of maybe going to be a drawback for maybe more independent or upstart gaming companies to be able to make a game like this but uh, AEG just announced recently that they are doing another game with this mechanic with uh, card crafting called Edge of Darkness and again, it looks great. Uh, these these cards you craft, not only do they affect the game in a great way, but as they turn over, they also affect the game in a negative way, and you have to fight off the bad things that are happening as well. It looks great. It looks like a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. In my opinion, I think it's a legit mechanic. I just think, like I said, I think it's it's a bigger barrier to, to cross for independent uh, companies pull off a game like this because of manufacturing. Something like this, I think it's a little more of a design and logistical obstacle to overcome, I'll say. So those are my thoughts on that. I think it's legit. I just think it's going to be a little while before we see it flooding the market. And I'm okay with that. I think let it cook, let it simmer, let it really grow organically and not just burn bright and and burn away. So that's my question for the gaming section of this segment. What do you think of card crafting? Let me know. And for the life question, it's uh, it's kind of a big question, but it's something that I've, I've been thinking a lot about recently. And the question is, do you love what you do? Um, now, this could mean professionally, this could mean hobby-wise, this could mean whatever, but I, I guess I kind of mean it more in a professional sense. As a, as a profession, you know, many of us get up and go to work every day. Myself, I freelance, and we'll talk about that more. So question is, do you love what you do? I, we, I just did an interview on another podcast that I, I work on. The guest that we were talking to said, you know, whatever you do, you're going to work hard. So you might as well love what you do. And I think that's so right on. That's such a good, good attitude to take. 
you know, you have to be willing to be poor maybe sometimes depending on what your career path is and what you love to do. But you, do you love what you do? I personally, um, I've lived both sides of this. I, I, I worked a job for a long time, many years that I did not enjoy. And, uh, I did it because I needed to support my family and it was the right thing to do. And I don't regret that at all. I don't regret the time that I spent there and it, it provided for my family. We had benefits. It was, it was the right thing to do, but I did not love what I did as far as the actual job itself. Now I'm a freelancer and I, I produce podcasts. I, I work in live theater. I work in live sound and concerts. I love what I do. I have a great time with it. I'm able to volunteer at my church and, and give back in that way. I, I just, I, I, I do love what I do and I'm very, very grateful. Um, I, I don't know that I'm fortunate. Yes, I am fortunate, but at the same time, I've, I've put in a lot of work and taken a lot of time to hone the skills that I have to help me get into the position I am. But I do owe a lot of people a lot of gratitude and a lot of credit for helping me along that road. And uh, I certainly owe my wife for uh, her going back to a full-time job and now she carries the benefits and all of that is great because she's where she loves to be and she's enjoying and thriving in that, in that role and in that world. And I am likewise in mine. So, um, that's, uh, that's kind of a big question, but I just wanted to talk about that cause it's really been on my mind a lot lately. And, um, I, I think it's important to, to think about. So do you love what you do? So tell, talk to me about that. You know how to get a hold of me. You can email at theology, or not at theology of games, but you can just email theology of games at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us at theology of games on Twitter. It's time for the feedback loop. Get in on the conversation by tweeting the show at theology of games or emailing theology of games at gmail.com. Okay, the feedback loop is back. And uh, so a few episodes ago, after right around New Year's, before I did the Star Wars episode and before I did my top 10, I asked a couple questions about this new year coming. And I asked, what are your gaming goals for 2018? And what did you learn from 2017? If you want to hear my answers to those questions, just bump back a couple episodes. You'll be able to hear those there. Uh, but I had a few people write in and I'll kind of encapsulate some of their responses and uh, thank them for replying and being a part of the conversation. This is what this is what I do this for. This I love this stuff. I love it when people write in and give me their thoughts and, and we have a nice conversation here. So Damon writes, he says, my primary gaming goal for 2018 is to play more games more frequently, uh, especially with my wife and kids. I'm slowly scaffolding them to more complex games, which is smart. Start somewhere that everybody can have fun and just add wrinkle after wrinkle after wrinkle. He goes on to say, in 2017, my gaming tastes continued to evolve. Although I'll play almost any game, I prefer games with player interaction, simple, memorable rules 
deep layered, meaningful decisions and play in under two hours. That said, Spirit Island was my game of the year. That's all fantastic stuff. And uh, again, thanks, Damon, for writing in. Really appreciate you taking the time to do that. Super cool to have you on board. Ben wrote, 2018 gaming goal. I might be involved in a Kickstarter campaign this year, so my goal is to have it successfully fund if it goes live in 2018. Learned from 2017, there's no top of the mountain, just more mountain. Learn to enjoy climbing because you'll be doing that way more often than appreciating the view. Uh, yeah, um, that's a very, uh, very astute thought and observation. I've also learned that if you do get to the top of the mountain, we're not meant to live on the mountaintops. We're just supposed to go from mountaintop to mountaintop, and there are valleys in between. That's, that is life. And sometimes you hit valleys that are deeper than others, and sometimes you don't. But uh, yeah, yeah, enjoy the climb. Enjoy, enjoy the, the valley. Just uh, hang, on to, hang on to everything, every moment, and, uh, and just get through it. Thanks, thanks, Ben, for writing. Really appreciate that. Then Needs of the One wrote in on Twitter. It's like a string of, of Twitter posts, about five of them. So I'm going to try to uh, encapsulate that a little bit. He titled this New Year's Resolution, number one. So any new board game that comes in, comes in means one has to go out. As I've looked over the year, my budget was blown due to Cult of the New for no reason other than hype. I'm better than that. Number two, he wrote a board game review every week, either on BGG or at ET Board Games. Time to do more than just sit back. So he's going to be starting to contribute more. That's very, very cool. Number three, at least two game nights a month with family, not counting club gaming. Pretty straightforward. Less time with others, more time with family. I, You'll get no argument from me there. That's outstanding uh number four budget is six hundred dollars for all board game and accessories for personal use for 2018 easiest one of the list good luck with that that's 600 is doable um but you know yeah that's that's a tough one because it is very enticing out there and then lastly he wrote don't focus on the negative more on the positive for me, board game community is where I get arg. Uh, bragging about shelfies to dumping on other games. So much negative for what should bring friends together. Yeah, so there's there's some rage out there. You know, people bragging about their collections and bragging about being a board game elitist. I'm guilty of that. So those are some great thoughts uh, from Needs of the One. Thanks for following us on Twitter. Thanks for listening to the show really appreciate that and uh, all right i've got to bring this one to an end this show has gone <laughs> we're going really long here really really appreciate everybody who has already entered in the contest keep those entries coming if you haven't yet just remember to hit me up with your board game of the year for 2017 with the hashtag tog roll don't forget to tweet that at theology of games Thanks for listening. Thanks to Blue Orange for the review copy of Photosynthesis. 
be sure to check that one out. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, just like I said, I recommend that variation of adding a round to the game because I think it makes it a little more fun. And stay tuned because next week I'll be back with more from That's How I Roll. I hope, I hope, I hope I have more news, more big news that I can let you know about. But in the meantime, thanks again for tuning in and joining me this week. I'm Jeremiah Isley, and that's how I roll. Thanks for rolling with us today. That's How I Roll is produced by Jeremiah Isley and brought to you by Theology of Games. If you liked what you heard today, take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in, and drive safe.